When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about, once again, the Chicago Bears quarterback, Justin Fields. You're about to get the reel on Justin Fields on today's show. We've talked about Justin Fields with Zach Kyleman before. We just, our schedules haven't linked up. I've come on here and talked about Justin Fields. I've put out there on social media about Justin Fields. And now, all of a sudden, people are starting to change their tune with Justin Fields all over the place. You're seeing on Twitter, you're seeing on other podcast shows, others that have grown this year. All of a sudden, people are now starting to change their tune with Justin Fields, probably because the Bears are on a big-time losing streak. Probably because they're starting to finally realize everything that I've said about Justin Fields with Coach West even way back when. That episode is still on here talking about Justin Fields. The Bears, on this losing streak, have had different people blame different people on the team. From coaches, to the O-line, to the wide receivers, to play calling, but never have blamed Justin Fields. So today, you're going to get the reel on Justin Fields. Take your opinion, and what it's worth, that is your opinion. But you have an opinion. I have an opinion. That's how the world works. But there's different observations in these opinions. So before we talk about all that, hit the like button, subscribe button on the YouTube channel, follow and rate it on Apple and iTunes, follow at on the Twitter at Coach underscore Steve72. Um, all that good stuff. Leave a comment in the comment section down below, and I'm sure this episode possibly could get some comments. So we're going to talk about the real. We're going to talk about Justin Fields. I've talked about Justin Fields before different numerous times. So before we start that, my original take on Justin Fields, when he was drafted by the Bears, I said, why? Why are we drafting Justin Fields? What did he prove to be this high pick and traded to get him, nonetheless, to get him? Well, because he's athletic. Well, because at Ohio State, he won a lot of games. 
That was the reasoning for getting Justin Fields. That was the reason. My whole thing was I watched him during certain games in the Big Ten when he played against tough defenses because while he was in the Big Ten, there wasn't this continuous big-time um, tough defenses that that he saw all the time. The Big Ten is better now. The speed is not what it was now back then. He struggled against Northwestern. He struggled against Indiana and had other struggles. Now, he had two running backs that averaged over 120 yards a carry or yards per game. That's big time. He also had two or three uh, first-round, second-round pick wide receivers and offensive linemen. That helps you look better than what you are. But what maybe people started to really say, well, let's draft him, was against Clemson. When he gets hit in the back, fights through the pain, and plays. I gave him credit. I said there's nothing I could take away from that. But was he worth trading up to get these picks for that? What has he proven necessarily that he was going to be this big-time thing? Now, the argument back was... You do that with anybody in the drafts. Cool. Fine. I get it. But then, try to say we watched, watched him overthrow a post by 10, 15 yards. I've seen him have to have these running backs bail him out in college. So how is this going to translate to the Chicago Bears? Where at the time, Matt Nagy wanted more of a pocket quarterback. Now, I'm also on record saying that I, once they drafted him, I had to be stuck with him. So I hope he does well. He gets better. I hope he gets used the right way. And how he gets used is RPOs, which is run-pass option. Offensive linemen in NFL cannot go more than one yard downfield if you're going to pass it. So it's essentially almost a glorified play action. But in RPOs, he can hand it off. Um, it has to be very quick. Uh, rolling out the pocket, moving him. Giving him about four or five run plays on his own, uh, quick passes, and a run game. That's what helps him be successful. But as soon as he was drafted, and we're coming into last year, people had already started to glorify him as one of the best quarterbacks. And so that's kind of my take, where I've said this before. I want him to be good because I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I would love for him to be good. And he is good. He is, and by good, I mean he's a great athlete. He's a freak athlete. He's fast. He's shifty. He's he's shown some toughness that we cannot ignore. And I won't ignore it. But people out there are treating him like LeBron James. And what I mean by that is LeBron James fans, as many good points as they make about LeBron James, my biggest thing is LeBron James could do no wrong. LeBron James could literally go out Score zero points, have two rebounds, two assists, and one block. Or just two points. And people would look at LeBron and say, you did nothing wrong. It was the coaching. It was your teammates. It was all that stuff. And 
That's how Bears fans are treating Justin Fields. Last year, the excuse was, well, the offensive play caller and everything else. Okay. But he could do no wrong. This year has been glorified. People are said he's him, which I don't know. I figured out what that means later on in life. Uh, they Nothing can go wrong. It was the offensive line is terrible. Has the offensive line played bad this year? Yes. There's times they've played good. Oh, the wide receivers are terrible, they said. So he has no help. So it's not his fault. So this year, you can't really evaluate him because he doesn't have an offensive line. He doesn't have the wide receivers. He's got a play caller that doesn't seem to know what he's doing. That is the biggest crock of shit that I've heard. This is the NFL. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You get evaluated even what you do off the field. You get evaluated no matter what. If people got evaluated and lost their coaching jobs during COVID, the COVID year, it could happen to you now. So the fact that people said we shouldn't evaluate him at the beginning of the year because it's not fair because of how the team is built, it's not fair. Well, I'm sorry. It is fair. People at ESPN, Fox Sports, CBS Sports, all these places, these podcasts, really want Justin Fields to be really, 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 really good. And they want it right now. And so they're coming up with every excuse in the book to make sure that we all think he is good, but we can't evaluate him because he doesn't have the best receivers. Because that's at the beginning of the year. Now, when they beat the 49ers, they kept saying it was because of Justin Fields. Then we lose to the Packers. That's where it became play calling. That's where it became offensive line. That's where it became the wide receivers. Then we squeak one out against the Texans. Everything's good. Then we go on a three-game losing streak. Uh, the drop punt against the Giants. Well, we didn't get to see Justin Fields try to march down. In a f- you realize he's never had a fourth-quarter game-winning drive. I don't even think in college. So that should tell you something there, too. Uh, The Vikings, he played a lot better. Well, I like to think the whole team played better. Commander, same thing. They had a tough first half. They all come out and played a better second half. Then the Patriots, everything clicked. He looked better. The wide receivers looked better. The offensive line looked better. The run game looked better. The defense looked better. It was just a whole team. But people wanted to say, well, because we scored 33 points, that was because of Justin Fields. Then the Cowboys come along. And we lose 49 to 29. Well, we score 29 points. It's because Justin Fields is a good passer. And people at every tweet, who said Justin Fields can't pass? Okay. Then we lose a close one to the Dolphins. He had a chance to march down the field to score and win. And we did not get it done. Lost 35 to 32. Then we lose to the Lions 31 30. Lose to the Falcons 27 24. And that was the game where I said this of all the running he's doing. Right before that game, I said he is going to get worn out because of all the running. We cannot sustain this run. Look at Lamar Jackson. Same thing. The Jets. We get embarrassed. Justin Fields doesn't play. We lose 31-10. to Nobody plays well. Then the Packers. We lose 28-19, even though we were up in that game for a little bit. Then just everything fell apart. Then we lose to the Eagles 25-20. The Bills 35-13. Then the Lions whipped us 41 So during this losing streak, about halfway, it's been about Justin Fields has played better, but 
the wide receivers are dropping balls. Uh, the offensive line is not pass protecting. They're not run blocking. Uh, all that stuff. It all comes back to everything but him. And I'm on record saying you blame everybody. you got to blame everybody. Fields, play caller, O-line, whatever it is. I want to blame everybody. But he gets the sum of the blame too, and that's what we all talked about. So that's my 11, 12 minutes of recapping a lot of things I've said. So now, all of a sudden, this week and a little bit of last week, these podcasts, these Chicago podcasts, have now all of a sudden switched their tune. I've listened to them, and I did it for a reason. Because I knew if this all went to hell, they would change everything they wanted to say and claim they never said anything. I listen to people that do recap shows on Sundays and Mondays and or Tuesdays, depending if we play Monday and or Fridays. Justin Fields is the franchise quarterback. We have this cap room. and cannot wait to see what gets, gets rebuilt around him to make sure that he has everything he needs to be successful. Well, I'm sorry. You're talking about how good he is. So should he be evaluating or elevating up the receivers around him because he's that good? Well, they're dropping balls. That was the thing about this Lions game. This Lions game opened up a lot of people's eyes, I think. So, when we look at the Chicago Bears versus the Lions, Justin Fields was 7-21 for 75 yards, a touchdown interception. He was sacked seven times, QBR of 18.8. Well, they were dropping balls. Okay. Cole Komet was targeted three times and had two catches. St. Brown had three targets for two catches. Harry had one target for one catch. Montgomery was targeted three times for two catches. The only person on this list that you could yell at is Brian Pringle. He had four targets and did not have a catch. Chase Claypool was only thrown to one time. Phyllis Jr., one time. Pettis, one time. Ryan Griffin, one time. So, that doesn't sound like that Pringle is the only one that you could sit there. It's not like he threw the cold commit eight times and he only caught the ball twice. It's not like he threw the ball to people eight different times and they dropped it. Now, we don't have Mooney. People are banged up right now. But Mooney was a 1,000-yard receiver before Justin Fields showed up. Uh, so who might be the problem? Is it Mooney or is it Fields? Fields has grown better as a passer, but people are saying he's a great passer. He's this amazing passer. There's a reason why Urban Meyer publicly came out and said that C.J. Stroud, the current quarterback at Ohio State, reads the field better than Justin Fields. There's a reason for that. Because you can watch in college, the offense that Justin Fields ran made him successful. Why? Because he's super athletic. He does have a strong arm. If it's a play-action RPO system in the Big Ten, he's going to figure out when you have first, second-round pick wide receivers to go get the ball, when you've got the offensive line, those make you look better. Well, Steve, Coach Steve, doesn't that contradict what you're saying? Because if the Bears have a struggling offensive line, struggling wide receivers, does that not help him look good? You have a point there. But my problem is, is what fans are saying and these podcasters are saying. They were saying how great Justin Fields is, but he needs the receivers. Well, if he's that good, he elevates those receivers to be better no matter who they are because this is now the NFL where you're not going to have first-round picks or these five-star guys. Some of them are going to be the type of guys we have now. Mooney was going to be the guy and got hurt. You have different weapons there. Some of it's play calling. Some of it's him. And that's all I'm saying. But we talk about Justin Fields being this dynamic, huge-time passer. 
And it's time to talk about flaws of he hasn't established as a passer. So the question is, are the Bears even considering, are they bought in still? Because Ryan Poles didn't draft him. None of those guys did. The guys there are, did not draft him. Besides ownership, they're the only ones left that drafted him. So do you think they're sold? What keeps people drawn into Justin Fields is he gets one to two huge runs a game. So because of his running ability, people are drawn into it and say, oh my God, did you just see him break away for that 60-yard run? Oh my God, he was running 20-some miles an hour. Okay, but just not going to sustain all the time in the NFL. Baltimore Ravens, the type of offense, they're running the triple option stuff and everything. It's helped a little bit, and they're competing. But right now, we have to understand that the Bears are in a rebuild, and we'll get to that rebuild part in a second. But with Justin Fields, in 2021, he started 10 games. He played in 12, but started in 10. He went 2-8 and eight in the games he started. He was 58.9 completion percentage, 7 touchdowns, 2-10 interceptions. Okay, so threw a lot of interceptions. So right there should tell you that he wasn't this amazing passer. But we blame Matt Nagy, which I understand. We blame certain receivers, even though there was better receivers than maybe who knows. This year, so far, he has started in 15 games in 2022. His current record as a starter is 3-12. and 12, Not good. His completion percentage went up to 60.4% because you're playing in more games, so it's supposed to go up. Now the yards. Last year he threw for 1,870. Right now he's sitting at 2,242. He has thrown 17 touchdown passes, 10 more than his touchdowns last year, but he has thrown 11 interceptions. So right now in his career, he has 24 touchdowns to 21 interceptions. His percentage of touchdowns thrown when attempting to pass um, percentage is 4.1%. Um, the longest pass he's had is 56 yards. I thought that was interesting. Um, so you tell me if that's good numbers or bad numbers. So his career is 4,112 passing yards. He averages seven point yards per completion, the 24 touchdowns to 21 interceptions. Um, his QBR... This year is 53.9. QBR last year was 31.4. Where people are really drawn in is the rushing yards, which I cannot take away. He had 420 rushing yards last year and two touchdowns rushing. This year he has 1,143 rush yards. His career is 1,563. He has 10 rushing touchdowns. So the dynamic of him is what are keeping people drawn in. It's what they tune into. It's why they think he is that good. But he has not proved himself as a passer. And that's why all of a sudden these media guys, the experts, are now saying that, which I've been saying since the beginning. He has not proved himself as a passer. He's got better as the year has gone on, but has not fully gotten there yet. Now, here's an interesting stat that we probably should talk about. In 2021, he fumbled the ball four times. So far in 2022, he has fumbled the ball Nine times. That's not good. Oh, what? So he's fumbled 13 times in his career. He's lost it once, which people are like, oh my God, he's lost it. He's still fumbling the ball. That's not good. He also holds on to the ball too long. Here's a stat for you. Against the Lions, 
Fields took an average of 4.07 seconds to throw the ball against the Lions. But people claim, well, it's the offensive line. If you're holding on the ball for four seconds, the offensive line is going to pass protect from three to, to five seconds. That's all you're going to get. If you're lucky to get six, seven, eight, man, you're living pretty. But to hold on to the ball too long, that means, is he really reading the progression? Is he seeing who's open? Is there trust issues? Which if you're the best, if you're this great quarterback, there shouldn't be trust issues. So I don't know what's going on with that. So there's a couple things there for Justin Fields that people don't want to talk about because he hasn't really proved himself as this amazing uh, passer. Um, so he's fumbled it a lot that people don't want to talk about. He is not proven as this great passer, which nobody wants to talk about. Um... So I, I did to form your own opinion. I don't know if the Bears management is sitting there going, well, this is our guy. I don't know if they're sitting there doing that right now. Because of the fact that he hasn't been a proven passer, I think they understand they're seeing how tired he's getting from running. He is getting more and more tired um, as the year has gone on because of all the running that he has had to endure. And if we wanted to go over each and every game this year of his passing, very first game against the 49ers, he was 8 of 17, 121 yards. Green Bay, he was 7 for 11 for 70. 8 for 17 against Houston for 106. New York Giants, 11 for 22, 174. Um, One of his best passing games was against Minnesota, 15 of 21 for 208 yards. Washington, 14 for 27, 190 New England, 13 of 21, 179. So this is where he was getting better. 17 of 23, 151 yards versus Dallas. 17 of 28 for 123 versus Miami. 12 of 20 versus Detroit the first time for 167. Atlanta, 14 of 21 for 153. Green Bay, 20 of 25, 254. I think this was his best passing yards in his career. Philadelphia, 14 of 21 uh, for 152 yards. Buffalo 15 of 23 for 119, and then Detroit 7 of 21 for 75. So there's times in there where he's getting better. But let's look at the touchdowns. He throws 17 for 11. He threw two interceptions versus Houston, no touchdown passes. One interception versus Green Bay, no touchdown passes. San Francisco, he was two touchdown passes for one interception. Uh, Minnesota, one touchdown, no interceptions. And then Washington and New England, one each. Dallas, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Miami, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Detroit, two touchdowns, one interception. Atlanta, one touchdown, one interception. Green Bay, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Philadelphia, two touchdowns. Buffalo, one touchdown. And then Detroit, one and one. So he's getting better, but here's the problem. Tom Adley put this crown on him like fans did for LeBron James. You need three years. And I'm okay giving him this year. And I'm okay seeing what happens next year. But here's another thing, Bears, that you have to think about as fans. This rebuilding stuff is not a rebuilding. This is not a rebuilding year. It's going to take maybe two years to see something. We're not. We may not win the any game. We're not going to win. We have to be okay with that. We're about to play the Vikings. We're not going to win. We have to accept that fact. We are not going to win. We are going to end the season three and fourteen. And we have to accept that. Next year, 
according to my friend Zach, who was texting me about it, and I agree, if we get to 500 next year, that's a success because we have money to spend. We have some draft picks. But here's the other thing with on top of this Justin Field stuff. You have to sit there and hope and pray that these draft picks work, that they all don't bust is the first thing. Second thing is if he decides to trade the draft picks, you hopefully get some good players. The second thing is how do you know guys are going to be brought in? Like are they is Chicago an attractive place to be? And then on top of that, the Bears have so many issues. If you want to talk about O-line issues, not every spot I think guys have stepped up, but there's some O-line issues they're going to have to address. You guys all think the wide receiver core is really really bad. We trade for Chase Claypool, and he hasn't done anything with it. So that's either a play-calling problem or it's a Justin Fields getting him the ball problem. He's only targeted once. That's supposed to be the guy Justin Fields better figure out how to give him the ball if he's that good of a passer. So apparently all of you guys talk about the wide receivers have to be there. Montgomery's contract's going to be up, so do we resign him? Do you go get another running back? Do we just stick with Herbert and have a backup? That's a that's a possibility. Cole Komet's going to end up having to get paid because he's playing a lot better. So there's some money. We're not even talking about defense. The defensive line has been terrible. The linebacking core has been inconsistent, so I have to go after that. Our corners and safeties have been banged up, but I think you're okay there. But everywhere else, that's all going to cost money. It's going to cost a lot of money. So everybody thinks because we, there's a hundred some million dollars in this cap space next year for the Bears that and he and I fell for it to go out there and fix everything is not going to happen so the question is are you going to throw everything on offense and risk putting everything on offense and just say okay if you put everything on offense get one or two defensive players hopefully the defense can slowly start to figure out and compete and then the offense can score 30 40 points because we're going to get wide receivers we're going to fix the offensive line with all this money and draft picks I don't think the Bears organization is looking at it that way because people were complaining about why is Justin Fields playing these last games? He's proven himself. Apparently not because the coaches keep saying he needs the reps. And I agree. If you're going to give him more opportunity next year, he needs all the reps he can get. One, he's a young quarterback. This is his second year. It's his second year. So he needs the reps. Two, that should prove to you that the Bears are looking at saying he is not a proven, consistent, good passer. He hasn't proven that to them. So if he hasn't proven that to them, then why are we as fans pushing that issue? I don't understand it. Hopefully somebody can figure that out for me. Well, and then I've been told this. Well, the Bears would be way worse without him. Three wins? Oh my God, we'd be two wins? What's the difference? Well, we wouldn't be scoring 30 points a game. Okay. How many times have we scored 30 points a game? Let's see. One, two, three. I see three times that the Bears have scored 30 points. One of them was 20. If you want to count four, the Cowboys 29. But really, if you look at 30, you scored 30 against the Patriots. You scored 30 against the Dolphins. And you scored 30 against the Lions. Every other time, we're scoring 19, 10. Scored 23, 12, 22, 7, 29, uh, 24, 10, 19, 20, 13. So really, we're talking about this. How much worse would we be if we didn't have Justin Fields? So that argument to me doesn't even fit either. So the real on Justin Fields is 
He's super athletic. He's a super fast runner. I think he's shown some toughness. The mental stuff has gotten better from the talked about at the beginning of the year. I don't think he's proven as this franchise quarterback. I don't think he's proven himself as this consistently good passer. And everybody in the media is starting to see it. This podcast that has the Bulls, the Bears, the White Sox, the Cubs, the Blackhawks, people are starting to see it. They're starting to flip-flop. Some of those guys I figured out were big flip-floppers. I go listen or read what they put before. They're big-time flip-floppers. They talk about all this stuff, especially the Roquan Smith stuff. Now they flip-flop it because that's what fits right now. You listen to Fox Sports people. They still blame the wide receivers. They're still blaming everybody else. We can't evaluate them. Bullshit, we can't evaluate them. It's a job. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You're getting paid like $18 million right now on that contract. We can evaluate them. And I'm evaluating them. Inconsistently getting the wide receivers the ball. There's film out there of him missing. There's film out there of um, the wide receivers not um, getting that, you know, running routes hard. But Justin Fields isn't getting it done either. So we have to blame everybody. So this is the real on Justin Fields. We have to just deal with there. We're going to be 30 and 14. This rebuilding year is going to take, not rebuilding year, it's going to take maybe two years for start seeing big-time results. They literally tore it down to the bare bones. So this doesn't even fit well for Justin Fields. I think here in a year or two, unless he just comes out of nowhere and he becomes this huge-time passer, we're going to have a new quarterback in two years. When that contract's up, maybe they keep him. I say here by the time this thing's rolling, you're going to see a pocket quarterback that can kind of move but kind of can't because if all he's going to do is run. Because here's something else you guys don't know. If you go listen to some of these college or these NFL quarterback coaches, these ex-NFL quarterbacks, some, not all, they talk about the pocket. And just moving ever so slightly in certain directions as a quarterback messes up the pocket because the NFL linemen are really having these angles how to pass protect. So when the quarterback's always moving and he's always running, it breaks down the pocket. I'm not saying every time the pocket is broken down that it's Justin Fields' fault. Some of it is offensive line's fault. But I would have to really look at each film clip of every game and find where whose fault it is. But at the end of the day, we may not know because we don't know necessarily the pass protection. Where are they looking at? But we have to understand that, again, that's why I blame everybody. There's times Justin Fields takes off when he doesn't have to. There's times he holds on to the ball too long. So there's these things that he can get better at, but until he's proven consistently as a good passer, we need to stop treating him like LeBron James. We need to accept the fact that the Bears organization may not look at him as a franchise quarterback because of how long this rebuild is going to take and he, if he's not showing this big-time progression, they're going to go after a different quarterback. And they've got a decision to make. Bryce Young's in the draft. C.J. Stroud's in the draft. You have these other quarterbacks in the draft. Next year, they're going to have big-time quarterbacks in the draft. And there might be free agents out there. Gardner Minshew would be a perfect Bears quarterback. He can move. He's tough. Um, he's been around, seen times of winning games. He's seen losing games. I think that would be the perfect guy to bring in. And I hope they bring him in as a backup. Coach West said it on Twitter to me, I hope that that's who they bring in to push Justin Fields, that maybe he steps in and maybe he becomes the guy. I would love that. He would bring a swagger to the Bears that Justin Fields isn't bringing because you're seeing, as this losing streak goes on, these Bears players are not playing as hard because a part of them is saying, what's the point? Well, the point is you're getting paid millions of dollars. But the other point is they're starting to realize maybe Justin Fields isn't all that. Now, the the teammates ain't going to say that. But this life, that talks about leadership with Justin Fields, too. How do you get the life back out of these guys? 
So a lot of things going around. That's the real of Justin Fields that a lot of fans and these flip-flop podcasters all of a sudden are talking about, didn't want to talk about before, but I've been here talking about it this whole time. Hopefully now we start to see the real on Justin Fields. Hopefully he gets better, but hopefully we're seeing the real. Um, like and subscribe YouTube channel. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve72 on Twitter. Follow Ray on Apple and iTunes. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. All that good stuff. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Thank you guys again for watching and or listening. Hopefully you guys learned the real on Justin Fields. Uh, hopefully everybody's been having a good year. And we will see you guys next time.